All right, so supposedly we're live. So let me just double check. I believe we are live. All right, so yes, we are live. So welcome everybody tonight. It's a little different segment. It's called Ask the Crew, and I'm on live tonight with Will Morton from the Attack oh. Yamaha crew. What is up, Will? Yeah, same old stuff. Enjoying my uh, California weather. It's, uh, it's a bit cold, but... Uh... Enjoying the time off and waiting for the season to start and be excited when uh, when we start getting ball rolling. Daytona round one's be gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I mean I know that I know that we've been out testing at Button Willow uh, a million times, right? Like we got yeah. another test scheduled next week, so uh, what's up with that? Yeah, I was kinda I was looking forward to it because I've been trying to dump all my stuff off on the truck so that way I don't have to fly with so much stuff to Daytona and and I knew we had another test after Daytona, so I was going to come back, and I was going to get the get all my stuff off the truck. And uh, my wife Monica, she's coming out to hang out with us for a few days, and and then after the races, we're going to go down to Miami for a little bit. So I, I was kind of counting on that, but now I'm, we're, we're, we're sounds like we might not be going. I, I know uh, there's always work to do on the superbike, but with Cameron yeah. uh, possibly uh, having some, maybe not making it with some surgery stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and just just to clarify, Cam's not having surgery because he fucked up and broke something on the off yeah, season, yeah. right? Like no. he's doing like he's doing little maintenance, it's maintenance, stuff. right? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I think uh, it'll be good, and uh, well, I know it'll be good, but yeah, I just I don't know. We'll see. You know, uh, I'm still looking forward to it if we have to go. I know we got a lot of work to do still on the bikes, and uh, if we go, we go. If we don't, we don't. Um, I'm down with whichever. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't actually gotten the memo yet because I kind of have to be there every time, regardless, right? Like, yeah. I gotta hit. I gotta hit the green button on orbits. <laughs> I mean, like, like, there's always something to do, right? So uh, even yeah. if we know uh, the number one side has a lot of work to do too, and and Cam might yeah. be there. So I don't know. We'll see. So how would you become this? How would you become the guy? Like, you're. You know, I've I've known you now since basically ever since you've been part of the attack program right i mean back when uh when richard was working for amin you were kind of like working on the bikes then and pretty much richard never got rid of you so like yeah. and you never left so i kind of earned my stripes how, how'd you become this it's it's pretty cool what? i kind of earned my stripes with richard you know in the beginning uh he didn't know me so i didn't know him very well i knew who he was but uh he didn't know me for anybody, so I wasn't worthy enough until uh, you earn your stripes with Richard and you've been around for a little bit, and then, then he kind of brings you in, and then you're, you're, you're one of his crew, and, uh, and it's great to feel that way, and uh, that would make, that's what makes me stay on the team and uh, makes me continue on with him. Uh, it's great working for Richard. But uh, it, it all started uh, with my racing stuff. It all started with, uh, uh, I think I started with Wyatt Ferris doing some club stuff, and then doing some uh, some pro stuff. And then uh, yeah. uh, we moved on to where Wyatt was on the team with the, the mean team uh, back in 2013, I think. And I, I was working at dealerships and doing stuff, and I, I thought it'd be kind of fun. And then uh, 13 turned into, uh, I think 14, I think we did our own thing afterwards. Or no, we went to Celtic Suzuki for a season. And then, uh, I've always been involved with uh, the mean team for a little bit until until the end, and then uh, I think mm. it was 2017, I think it was. Uh, yeah. 
So I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop you for just one second. Um, I'm getting a bunch of complaints that people are saying that you're kind of cutting in and out, and it doesn't look like you're cutting in and out to me. I can hear you clearly fine, but um, you know, I don't know, man. Like I, I was know. thinking maybe maybe I could have you maybe I could have you um, at the bottom of the screen hit leave and then come back in, maybe. Maybe there's something up with your internet or something. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Like, I just want to make sure that uh, Will, that you guys could hear him and everything okay. So he left the chat. He's going to come back in, and uh, we'll continue on with him. You know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the NorCal thing. I don't know. Just going to talk shit until he gets back on. <laughs> but yeah, like, he, um, he's got an interesting story, you guys. Like, Man, I, I hope this goes well, because, man, Will's such a good dude. So let's see if he connects back on for a second. Oh, here he comes back. Perfect. Looks like he's coming back any second now. Well, looked like he was coming back. I don't know what happened. Yeah, so, whatever. Yeah, I'm the IT guy, right? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I can't control the other... Oh, look, there he is. Oh, is it Sec working now? He's sexy as hell again. So it's Is he great. working now? I, I don't know. It seems all no. man. Yeah, it, it looks normal to me, man. Like, you're, you're great. So, uh, by the way, um, there's a few con uh, commenters here already. Uh, Mark Gagne says that, uh, great guy, that Will. Um, spot, oh, look, hi. I'm trying to work on my beard like Mark Gagne's. <laughs> yeah, well, you, got, you got some time before that happens, right? <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so let's, let's just go through some of the comments. Um, apparently it's, um, your, it says, uh, this Ashley Nicole says, hi dad, it's James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get back to the chat, right? Like you're, um, I, I remember you, you were talking about, you were talking about Wyatt Ferris and a couple other writers, like how you became the guy or whatever. So talk a yeah. little bit more about that. So then uh, we, uh, uh, with the meme team, it was after that dissolved and then uh, Richard picked up from there to continue on with Yamahas and continue on with Superbike. And uh, Richard asked me to, you know, if I'd be willing to come along. I was like, yeah, sounds great to me. So uh, we stayed with the team and uh, we've been with them, with Richard since. And, uh, you know, we obviously we weren't always as well budgeted or funded as we are now, but uh, yeah. Uh, Richard fought every inch of the way, and uh, I love that about Richard, is that working with a team that everyone fights for everything. And we were down to just a handful of guys working the truck, and we'd still be as efficient and fast to get the truck mounted and loaded, and, and whether we're trying to get out of there or we're trying to set up the pits, we'd always try to be the first ones to get it done. And, uh, and it was cool when we were just a small crew, and now we're a bigger crew and we're more powerful because we've worked the same exact way. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what, I have this thing where I, I got to really get a good look at you guys the first year of the Yamaha thing, because I got to travel with the team quite a bit. And, you know, we were in, uh, I think we were in Washington, and I roll up, and you guys had the rig set up and the pit set up in, like, an hour. I was yeah. like, what, dude? Like, the whole canopy, everything, and I'm like, that's a lot of shit to do in an hour. And, and back then... Richard was a big help. He was a worker with us. Uh, these days, 
Maybe a little more oh, owned. Shit. <laughs> oh wow, dude! Let me. He's gonna whoop me later, but <laughs> I, I think I left my waiters upstairs, man. Holy shit! Are you saying that Richard just sits back and supervises now? <laughs> not always. Sometimes he should be, but not always. <laughs> wow, that's some funny. That's that's some funny shit, man. But we all we all have our positions on the team, and uh, like Lee and I are the top guys. We load the top top truck, and then you got the other crew that loads the bottom truck. There's there's really not a lot of room for too many people, anyways. So yeah, uh, everyone's got their spot, and everyone works efficiently, and uh, that's the reason why it works like a clock when we're loading up or when we're setting up. Everyone's got their jobs, and uh, and it all goes very quickly and efficiently. Yeah, I mean. You know everybody that everybody that's been to a Moto America race can see that you guys work efficiently. I don't think I've ever seen somebody walk so fast with a motorcycle attached <laughs> to their hip. You know, now you sound like Lee Lee's always like, "Man, you're walking too fast." <laughs> yeah, Walker, Walker Fox. He, I mean, he's. I have to jog when I'm when I'm walking with Walker. Oh yeah, well, Walker doesn't even have a pause button, right? Like that yeah. dude. That dude's like 200 mile an hour. Oh, oh yeah. And by the way, we're getting some comments. Uh, 848 Evo says, don't worry, Richard's not going to watch this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably not. <laughs> Waste of his time. <laughs> you, you, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. But yeah, so, yeah, Gil Ramos says it's the short leg syndrome. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, shots fired. Yeah, so, okay, so, I mean, you were telling, you were telling this story last week at dinner. Uh, uh, about uh, about Road Atlanta trip in 2018, and how you guys got stuck there. And <laughs> talk a little bit about that, dude. Oh, Road Atlanta, that was uh, round one. Uh, yeah, 2018. yeah, uh, yeah. It was unfortunate. Like Fernando and I, we arrived at uh, Atlanta, and we're we're just kind of hanging out, thinking in our dress gear, we're ready to set up, and we're like, all right, well, lots of times uh, back then, the truck sometimes wouldn't get wouldn't get there until the morning of, or, you know, uh, we don't know if it's going to show up during our setup time or what was going on. So then we got the call that they were kind of broke down and still working on the truck. And yeah, like, well, what do we do now? So we started scoping out where we're going to pit, like what can, maybe there's something we can do. And then uh, uh, we find out that, okay, well, they're not going to make it to the first day. Okay, well, maybe, maybe tomorrow. So we'll just figure out what we're going to do. And kind of hung out and just kind of hung out until uh, the day after setup day. This is Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, so now uh, we're, we're starting to think about practice times. Like what time, what practices do we have to make in order to <laughs> make it? Can they make it by that time? And uh, during that time, we find out truck's not going to make it when Walker says, I got to bring some customer stuff out to you. And yeah. Bring it out to you. And I was like, okay, well now the truck's not going to come. So we got to figure out what we're going to do. And at that time, Josh still had his R1S in the back of his pickup truck. And uh, he's like, hey, maybe we can get this thing to work. And I was like, all right, well, we'll try it. I mean, I, huh. well, I'm here. I was like, yeah. but I need some basic things. I need a handful of tools, you know, 10 millimeter here and maybe a couple of Allen sockets and, and then maybe a 10 by 10 canopy because it was raining that weekend. Huh. So uh, uh, he got a canopy, he got a handful of tools, and he got the bike down. Uh, and uh, we we're like, all right, well, let's start taking all the street bike stuff off and see where it takes us. 
yeah. suddenly instead of fork show up with uh, some FKR stuff, like just like kind of super stock stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, a shock shows up and, and then a set of bodywork shows up the wrong color, but the wrong set of bodywork shows up and we find a can of paint. And we find all the parts and Fernando's over there hand cutting stickers to put on the side of the bike, to put attack performance on the side of the bike. And uh, yeah, it, it was, it was a bit silly, but uh, <laughs> we were able to get the bike together and uh, it was a lot of fun doing it. I, I left the license plate on it when we went out to uh, practice and, and the uh, Moto America said, yeah, you gotta, you gotta take the license plate off. Cause it, cause it was, a it was stock as shit. Yeah, it was all stock. So yeah. Well, the reason why that came up was because last week at the test, obviously, the the Westby rig used to be the attack rig, right? They lease it from Richard, and uh, it sounds like something similar happened to the tractor that happened in 2018, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a they had a tractor fail on them, and then yeah, that's right. They had to I think lease a truck, or it's like an Uber truck that takes their your trailer out to wherever the destination is. Yeah, and the the dude seemed like a fan too. Like he seemed like a big time fan of the sport and was stoked to be connected to the team just hauling the rig out there. I was like Yeah. I was like, Richard, that doesn't look like your truck, man. What the fuck happened? Right? <laughs> that thing was kind of a cool looking truck though. It was. It was like a little rider, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty I was neat. Like, was our shop like that? That thing was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know what? There's a speaking of that, I you know what, I'm gonna save it for later, but there's a uh, bearded Jixer. He's, he's actually one of our CRA racers and uh, his name's Ernie, but Ernie asks um, to, to what, what brand of battery were they using? And I think uh, I don't remember the brand. I had it in my hand on Saturday cause they left it in the garage, but um, they, uh, I think Richard's going to talk about that at length tomorrow night. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what battery they had. And I don't know the, uh, the sequence of what burned and I, I don't know like a, a real breakdown of what exactly happened. I yeah. know, I think Chuck Giacchetto mentioned something about a battery and then I heard possibly the battery is what failed. I, yeah. I, I don't know for certain cause I didn't investigate what, what exactly happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what it, it looked like, it, you know, the way Melissa Paris described it was that if you could imagine taking all the chemicals for a battery and putting them in a bag, like, that's, I mean, I had it in my hand, dude. That's what it looks like. It looks like a bag of shit, like with wires sticking out of it. I don't yeah, know. I saw it. I mean, I think they ripped it off the bike and threw it on the ground. And Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that, that thing looked awful. And I, I don't know, like you said, I don't know what kind of battery they used. I think, I mean, Richard knows. And, uh, yeah. I know uh, our batteries have never had that issue, but it does make me fearful of lithium-ion. And you hear all these stories about lithium-ion. Yeah. From jet airplanes to little RC cars, like they they can do awful things. So and unpredictable things, and when they happen, it, it's it's catastrophic. So it's uh, when you got a you know hundred fifty thousand dollar machine, you want to be able to yank that thing out and throw it. Yeah, near it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we did talk about that. Like, holy shit, you know, if uh, what if that had happened while nobody was there? You know, Absolutely. what if that thing was. What if that thing was plugged in into the garage overnight and it popped when nobody was there? Like, we could have lost that whole row of garages and everything in it. No, that's awful. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, everything in it with all of our equipment next door to it, you know? Yeah. Our aren't in there, but we need the equipment still. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, it's like uh, it's a lot of shit, and and I think we were talking about it. We're like, holy shit, dude, that's the same thing that Formula E thing happened, right? Something. Yeah, like, and then those things. That I mean, I don't know the how volatile a lithium battery is. If, it, if it's the workmanship of the battery, or is it the how you maintenance it? How, I don't. I don't know a lot about lithium on how how it can get to that stage. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, like I said, those. Those little bag battery things look nothing like any of the other batteries I've ever looked at or worked with ever. And I was like touching them, I'm like shit. Maybe I should go wash my hands. Too. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't touch my clothes after touching this battery. Right? Yeah, the old days, it's got acid in it, right? You don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows what that shit is? But uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. Like you became this guy, but. You were involved in racing quite a bit, for quite a while before that, right? So, t- talk a little bit about that, man. Like, I know you you did some racing. You, I want to say you were hanging out in the turn one area at Willow, getting dirty with the rest of the two stroke guys, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I the uh, I, I started. I went to MMI in like ninety five, ninety six, and okay. uh, my first time ever on the racetrack was at Firebird Raceway. And I had, I was a cool street bike guy and I had a CBR 900 and I thought that was the hottest thing. And so I decided to go do a track day out at uh, Firebird and okay. it was the best thing I ever did. I mean, it was so impressive to me. I was like, I, I've done riding on the street. I, I don't want to do this stuff anymore. I want, I want to go on the track. That's, that's great. So I was going to MMI at the time and uh, MMI had a couple of guys there. I think there was a Yamaha guy that the Yamaha teacher had a TZ250 in the showroom, I mean, in the classroom, which was really cool. And then um, another guy, I think he, wrote, he was a Cali teacher, he said the 125 Grand Prix bikes are some of the best bikes to start out on. So I bought a, at that time, I bought a 94 uh, RS125, and that's what got me started. So I did that for a little while, and then uh, I did that at CCS Southwest. So yes. we did Las Vegas, we did... Firebird. Street to uh, Willow, Button Willow. Yep, Street to Willow. So that was a lot of fun. And yeah. then uh, after I finished MMI, I went to Japan and I worked in Japan and I did do a couple of club events there. Okay. Uh, then uh, that was a lot of fun. There was like a ton of 125 stuff there. So that was a blast. And uh, I, I ended up hurting myself during one of the events. So that's kind of what it made me want to come home. So I came home and I started racing AFM in 1998. And uh, did that for, uh, the, I raced the last race in 98, so not, not the whole season. And then I did that until 2007. And, oh, shit. Uh, I, mostly 125s, and then uh, for like six, seven years, and then 250 the remainder time. And the 250 is, you know, I, I, I love the bikes that I work on. I love these four strokes. I love the, the super bikes. I love the R6, but man, the, the, the TZ and the RS 250s are by far the funnest things to ride. They're, they're horrible to work on because the amount of maintenance it requires, but uh, yeah. I'm a gearhead myself, and I think that's what made me more disciplined about uh, being more uh, diligent on doing everything properly on the engines and yeah. maintenance on them. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've shadowed you a lot uh, on the team the last several years, and, you know, I've always given you shit. And, and you know, I mean... You're not as, uh, I guess you're not as OCD as your uh, counterpart on that side of the garage. <laughs> yeah. Lee is uh, Lee's pretty 
pretty OCD. No, um, I mean, that's why all of our stuff is always spotless. And where I yeah. fail, he goes, hey, what's up with this? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've learned a lot from watching you guys as well, because, I mean, even for the club bike that I ride, you know, following what you're saying, it's like, dude, you need to pull the calipers. You need to scrub them with the fucking toothbrush, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it's uh, every little thing helps. And then while you're doing that, you find things that are fucked up, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, it's pretty important watching you do that. But, you know, you and I were talking uh, when we first started hanging out, right? Like uh, at the Ridge, I think I, we shared a we shared a rental car and stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, you were telling me you were telling me about the two stroke stuff. And man, like we were probably at Willow at the same time. I was just in turn nine. You were in turn one with all the two-stroke people, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Willow was cool uh, on a 250. Uh, I think the fast guy there was uh, obviously Rich Oliver and then Mark Watts. Mark yeah. Watts was more of a consistent guy there. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that guy, I mean, he knew that track so well. So he's like, hey, yeah, you wanna, you wanna, I'll give you a tow. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we go out yeah. and we do one lap. And I'm like, all right, I'm thinking I'm getting warmed up. And this is his flyer, his outlap. So yeah. he does a flyer on his outlap and then he does one hot lap. And then he comes in and he's like, practice is done for me. And I'm like, what? Wait. And then that flat, the second lap, I, I couldn't keep up with him. And I was like, that's my fastest lap I've ever done at this track, just following this guy in practice. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you, uh, you know, I, I remember walking around the pits back then and, you could always spot the two-stroke guys because they were dirty, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because we're always taking engines apart. Pistons yeah. On every session, you know, you just or you're changing gearboxes. Right. Uh, I mean, you're you're so busy, just always working, and then you're like, all right, shoving dirty, greasy hands back into your gloves so you can go back out and do it again. Yeah, Gil. Gil reminds me uh, uh, that also to not forget to mention Vicky Jackson Bell. Oh yeah, yeah. She was. I a, mean. Dude, I, I mean, I can remember uh, we at the time Gil's talking about we were all in Honda 600s, like F2s and F3s, right? Yeah. And um, we would have loved to be able to, to go as fast at Willow on our 600 as Vicky was on her 125. Like, yeah, I think I think 27s. Still the there. Yeah, it was like 27s or something. 27 uh, flat. Six something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it was there. I was there that weekend, and I think the temperatures are like 105 degrees out, and uh, I was racing a 125. And uh, when people say, like, you know, you hear these people they, they, nowadays, they're like, oh, you know, girls are fast, but, you know, they just they don't have that little bit. And I'm like, man, I raced a 125 for years, and she would smoke everybody every weekend consistently. Yes. And put a lot of effort towards our, our program. And, and obviously we're, we're racing club stuff, but uh, she's done pro stuff and she's raced with pros and she was yeah. no slouch for sure. Did you did you do any of the, like the Willow Springs, like the 250-50 or any of that? You know, I went down there to test uh, for the 250-50 before uh, the incident where someone got really, I mean, someone passed in turn. Hey, hey, Seuss. Yeah, Miss yeah. I was yeah. in the I was in the 200 after that. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I went down there to test to go do that event, and I was oh, like, this, "This is my opportunity to race against really fast guys." Yeah, and I'd go to AFM race, and it was fast in Formula One, but Formula Formula Two with the two fifties, there wasn't enough guys in it. So yeah, I'm kind of bummed. I wanted to go where the really fast guys went and uh, to see how I measure. 
Yeah. And, uh, but then uh, when I followed Mark Watts, I learned through certain corners there, and I and I've turned my laps at Willow. I've been to Willow a handful of times, and I can go pretty decent and hold my own. But when I followed Watts, I said, when I go through turn eight on the stick on a 250, and that bike is moving around in sixth gear on the stick, it's the only time I thought to myself, I don't know if I want to do this every <laughs> single lap. I can do it for one hot one, but yeah. every lap, that, and that's the what it, that's what it's going to take. Yeah. In front, and I was like, I, this is the only time I've ever said, no, nah, I'm good. I, 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 I'm okay with that. And then... Uh, uh, I, I, I never did the race, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean that you know that place is a little different, right? I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of places where you're like knee down and six on, on the stick and six gear, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. It was always right. a good time, man. It was. It, it's the only time it kind of. And at that time, you know, they say, ah, oh, you know, you have family, you have kids, you got wife, you're gonna slow down. I I never felt that way, other than that one corner. Yeah. Turn eight. I'm I'm good. I I, I don't need to do that. <laughs> is that is that kind of like when you decided to kind of end your racing or what? No, uh, I think we did. Well, maybe because I think that was around that time. <laughs> My last race I did was a USGPRU race okay. when we went to Miller and uh, uh, the um, PJ Jacobson was on a 125 at that time. Oh shit. Uh, there was another guy who raced uh, for American Honda in, in uh, Canada. He was on a 250. Uh, I think I finished third that weekend because I, I had a qualifier where I think I was too light. Oh, my bike was too light by a pound or two because uh, <laughs> I went by GP rules, not by their rules. Right. And, and uh, they put me on the back row even though I was on the front row for qualifying. And right. the back row was like 70 riders in the back yeah <laughs> it's like you're the back of the afm grid kind of thing oh yeah yeah and right. i told him i said you know this might be a little dangerous but uh miller's a big enough track where i went from the back row i think by the end of lap one i think i was third or fourth uh but then i just the guy the guys are gone I, there's no way yeah but that was my last race and i really enjoyed it and I, i'm glad to see some of the guys that i raced against went to much bigger and larger things that was one of the things I really loved about racing uh, the two strokes was a lot of kids came through, so I was there to try to keep the kids honest, and nice. uh, and the kids that went through went moved on and got faster and faster, and it was awesome. That's cool, man. So, what were you doing to uh, afford to go racing like that back then? So I worked uh, I worked at dealerships. So after I came back from Japan, I worked at dealerships. I think my first shop was Concord Motorsports. And then uh, worked there on and off for 11 years. Uh, worked at Roseville Cycle with uh, Mike Canfield. That's when I really got to know Mike a lot. And uh, uh, they had a performance center there. And, uh, uh, and then that's when I met the Bobiers. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Cameron Bobier used to go there for, or his father used to go there and buy Cam stuff. Cam was just a young young person back then. Yeah, like he, like a 12-year-old Cam Bobier is not walking into a shop buying parts. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> But his bikes, his supermoto stuff or whatever, he would come in there. And uh, I think they used to go down to Stockton all the time, ride Stockton track. Uh, him and uh, I think Elena uh, used to go down there. With, yeah. Uh, I think Matt Myers used to run the, run the track at that time. Okay. Uh, and then uh, uh, from there, uh, 
came back to work in that dealerships, uh, back to Concord for a little while, it turned into MDK, if you remember MDK. MDK, yeah. So MDK took it, and then uh, I moved to Mach 1 Motorsports, uh, spent some time at Mach 1 Motorsports, which is just outside of Sonoma Raceway, and then I started my own gig from there, uh, mostly because I, I had kids and I wanted to spend more time at home, and started working, doing some small stuff out of the garage, but still working at the dealership. And then uh, the small stuff turned into bigger stuff, bigger stuff turned into a shop, and, and uh, that's how I ended up here now. So uh, you were a bartender too for a minute, right? Like, Oh yeah, yeah, so during that racing career when I was racing, I was bartending for 10 years to be able to make a little bit more money. So I'd work three nights a week in San Francisco bartending and, and then uh, work in Concord during the day. And I did the commute a few times from Roseville to San Francisco, but it's like a five-hour drive, so I was like, I'm not doing that ever again. Oh, you, you didn't become one of those, like, Bart dudes? No, well, the Bart don't go that far. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Bart, Bart only goes uh, into mostly the Bay Area, where uh, I was all the way out in Roseville, which is north of Sacramento. Oh, shit. So it's, That's right. Thunder Hill, right? Like, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, it's, uh, it's a bit of a drive, for sure. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, I, I like bartending, and I was torn between bartending or or riding motorcycles, and I love motorcycles, and I love bartending, but I don't know, I just uh, stuck with my passion, so I'm still doing it. So you, you have a shop up there, uh, it's called Imworks, right? Yep. So where where is that shop located, dude? Oh, I'm uh, almost exactly between San Francisco and Sacramento on Interstate 80, uh, right near 505, uh, where 505 splits to go north, uh, if you're gonna go north from, if you're anywhere in the Bay Area, and you go north, uh, you're going to take 505 if you're going to like the Thunder Hill or something like that. And how long uh, have you been at that location? Uh, I've been, uh, this location, I've been here five years now. And then I was at another sh different place running still the same thing uh, in Sassoon, which uh, I was there for three years. Wow. Um, and then, uh, uh, see. So you mean to tell me you don't make a living doing this fly-in race team guy thing? <laughs> I wish. I wish I could do that. Maybe the old days, but not anymore. Uh, I would love to be just, uh, you know, a, a racer only and uh, working at the shop full-time and going racing. But I, I don't – nowadays it's kind of tough being able to have a family and, uh, and pay the bills with that. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. So you're, you're the fly-in dude. You, you kind of uh... – I guess side hustle with the race team, and then you're full time at Imworks. So you, uh, I guess you do. You, what kind of work do you do over there? I mean, are you like a R, the? Everybody says you're like the R six specialist, even though I have I've only really known you as the R one guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, doing the pro stuff, it's R one only, and uh, it's kind yeah. of amazing when I come back to the shop. Uh, you know, there's some R one guys out there, and uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to scour all of the work, so it's like, hey, if you're happy with going to that R1 guy, that's cool, man. I mean, I know a few things about R1s, so it's uh, so sometimes I just, you know, it's like, oh, if you if you like your guy, I'm I'm not trying to poach everyone, but uh, I know a lot I know a lot more about R1s and R6s, but R6s is 90% of what I do here at the shop. Um, I do uh, 636s, I do engines for those. Uh, uh, I do. I, mean, I can do anything. Suzuki's. I, oh, I've even done a handful of Goldwing engines. But oh, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, if... So you're not a snob, you're like, going to be like, nope, it's got carburetors, take it to that <laughs> other guy? <laughs> I mean, I'm a snob if it's too cheap, you know? So if it's like a guy comes in, man, I got this bike for 500 bucks, what do you mean it's going to be 700 to fix it? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I, don't need, I don't need that, so... Um, but uh, no, the, uh, I, the, I do other stuff too. We do have a dyno, we have a, ch a chassis dyno here. Uh, I do full suspension service, electronics. Uh, we do, um, I can build harnesses, I can build engines. Uh, but uh, I just kind of provide something that local club guys uh, have an option to be close to home if they're around in Northern California to give them an option. Uh, so they don't have to travel too far away to to get what they need done. And uh, that's cool, man. And I, I, I want to. And there's a lot of guys that do it. And, and by the way, your wife uh, reminds me that uh, it's in Vacaville, California, where the shop in Vacaville, is. California. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say the city. <laughs> no. You said well because nobody knows where the fuck Vacaville is. No, right? I guess you could say Nut Tree. There's a Nut Tree Airport that's here, and I think more people know what Nut Tree is because it yeah. used to have a big sign that was off of 80 that said Nut Tree on the side of it. Yeah, and um, there's a couple of people asking for to post the contact info for the shop, and I'll post that stuff in the description after we're done talking. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, well, I'll, I'll post up how to find him on social media and that, where his fucking website is and phone number and all that. So yeah, I'm not a, I'm not really well known because I, I don't. My doors are closed during the day, and because I only deal with racers, I don't deal with uh, the average guy rolling in the door. Most of the stuff that I do that are outside of race bikes are old customers or guys that race that have something that they're like, hey, I got a, you know, a, a YZF 450 that I need something done on, and I'm like, all right, I'll I'll do that too. I mean, I I, I knew you started working on I, I knew you were working on customer bikes uh, kind of by accident. I I went up to race at Thunder Hill um, in 2021 with my R1. And, um, you know, I had done that video with Richard about the R1 electronics and one of your customers, I didn't know he was one of your customers till after, yeah. but he came up to me and was like, Hey man, I'm having trouble with my electronics. You know, could you give me a hand? And you know, I brought my laptop over and I got him dialed in. And, and then later on you and I were talking, you're like, yeah, man, thanks for taking care of, you know, what's his yeah, name? Yeah. No, that was cool. yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. That's awesome, man. No, it's a small world for sure. And, uh, yeah, it's difficult, uh, when guys are at the track and uh, I like that, you know, guys like yourself that I know that that are at the track, I'm not always there because I'm either on, lots of times I'm on the road with the pro stuff and unfortunately I can't be there. And then the, the big thing is, is I want everyone to be happy with, you know, getting the service that they need and yeah. being able to enjoy their weekend because then they're going to continue on racing, whether it's with me or whether it was with someone else. Right. Just continue racing to keep growing the clubs and keep people out there riding motorcycles is uh, it's uh, it's really cool. I mean, I, I really love the whole industry. I don't I don't just love what I do. I love you know the the industry and everyone's having a good time. It's good. I mean, everybody knows that I'm kind of pretty partial to the attack program. Clearly, right? I mean, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, you know what I. I, like you, I, I think the same way, you know, um, I mean, we've got, we've got Bryce Prince out there, uh, this past weekend and I shit yeah. you not, Will, the stock thousand or the super sport thousand race. I'm up in the tower with Gigi and Dan and Jeff where, where, where the race is happening and the guys are gridding up and I'm looking at the grid and I'm like, holy shit, it looks like the, the BPR cup, right? <laughs> like 
Fucking half the bikes are BPR bikes. I mean, he does a great job. And, he does. Uh, customers love him, so that's that's good. Yeah. And Bryce is a really good dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's um, he's definitely got quite the following, man. And a uh, bunch of guys are running his stuff, you know. And I, I think it's rad that that he's able to do that. And, you yeah. know, he, I guess he's a dealership owner now. Like, dude owns a Yamaha dealer. Yeah, he owns a dealership out in Bakersfield. I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. know who wants to live in Bakersfield, but if you want to, I guess people yeah. out there want motorcycles, so that's I, cool. The, the, I'll be honest with you, man. Last several years, Bryce has bought a bunch of my fleet bikes, put them in his dealer floor. No, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, I'm stoked on it, man. Good for him, you know. Yeah, I, I've, got, I've known that kid since he was 14, 13, I think. So watching him come up, it, it's it's been fun, you know. Um, well, I remember Bryce the days when uh, I look at his bike and I was like, dude, that thing's a rat nest. You should like take it apart and fix it. Yeah, And bro. now he's the one that's doing all the work. And he's yeah. probably telling others, hey, that's a rat nest. I, you need to let me take it so I can fix it. <laughs> um, Gil, Gil Ramos is saying that you're welcome to abuse his pile if you'd like it. Any track day you like. So. Oh, for a track day. I guess yeah. he wants you to ride his pile. I haven't ridden on a track in so long. I think I rode a R6 once, and then uh, I rode a TZ about maybe four years ago, five years ago at Sonoma. And I thought I was going to get creamed by somebody who's had a Yamaha all day. <laughs> wow. It wasn't Dak Shepard, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I said that out loud, what? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I, I've been trying to scumbag Richard into coming out and riding again. You know, years ago, I bought him a helmet and everything, and he just is never... Um, He's just never not on the pin, you know. Oh, he's always busy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's a he has to make the time in order to do anything cool or fun. I, that's where I think he he does enjoy, and we all enjoy when we're on the road because he can't work on anything when we're done at the racetrack and we go back to the hotel or go to a restaurant. And it's like if he could, he'd be working on stuff at, at, at the hotel room. And he does electronically, but he can't physically machine anything while he's there. So. I think it's the only time he gets rest. Yeah, so there's a guy saying, is there a beef with Dax? No, there's no beef with Dax. We fucking love that guy. But, you know, I mean, the word on the street was he bashed into somebody at, at a Yamaha day. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's what I was like. <laughs> that's why I said that. <laughs> Yamaha days are so crowded. I'm surprised a guy like that would even show up to a Yamaha day. Well, I mean, he's a Yamaha guy. You know, he's a Yamaha yeah. ambassador or something, so... Like, he comes out and, dude, actually, he's actually a pretty good rider, you know. Of those celebrity dudes, there's, like, a group of them that comes out. Like, he's he's a pretty good rider, you know. Yeah. Gotten to ride with him quite a bit and some of the other ones as well. I just said that because the word on the street, right? <laughs> and it's and it's fun. Like, whatever. Who cares? Um, but, yeah, okay, so you were talking about being on the road, man. And... Uh, Fuck you! This being part of the program, it's it's afforded you the ability to travel the country every year, right? Uh, on the Moto America circuit, and and then obviously last year, the team went to Portugal. So, yeah. how how was Portugal for you? Like, fly in, dude. I was a. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I wish I was there for uh, the packaging and the preparation because then I would have been a little bit more rehearsed when. When it came to removing stuff out of the boxes, uh, uh, flight cases, and reassembling the flight cases. So I was kind of like, all right, you just tell me what to do. I'll just do it because I have no idea what to do. 
And I, usually, like I said, we're, when we're on the road, we all have our, we have all our jobs and we just go and do them. Yeah. But when you're out of the loop, it's kind of like, I don't know what to do. I just, I'll just sit here and hold this granola bar until you <laughs> eat this thing until you tell me what to do. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I was there, you know, I mean, I, how many trips to the sticker guy in town did I have to make, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, uh, you know, when when a guy like Walker, he's on the pin all the time and, uh, you know, he doesn't sleep. You know, it's only it's only a matter of time before something gets left at, at home. Right. I mean, there's so many things to do. I mean, really, it's probably a three three man job and uh, we're trying to do it on, you know, what we can. Right. And, it is what it is, and uh, we manage to make it happen every time. And uh, one thing that Richard is, he's very resourceful, and he'll send a guy to the sticker shop in the middle of what country we don't even speak the language, and yep. we're going to get stickers made. And, <laughs> and I, I fucking did, too, right? Like, when they were wrong, you went back and you got them done again, and the guy was totally like, I'll drop what I'm doing and do the it. Guy, the guy, we just lucked out. The sticker guy that we were in touch with was a fan. That's you know? awesome. The guy was stoked. I hooked him up with some attack shit after, and he was he was stoked. Yeah. So um, appreciate that guy's help too, man. Local guy right there, like in town, to be open on race weekend. Like, stop what I he mean, was doing. It's cool. Like, I mean, can you ever repay someone? Like, I imagine someone comes into your place and says, "Hey, man, can you do this? We're on a race team, and we need it done right now." And you, you, everyone would be like, "Dude, I got go hurt. fuck yourself." Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I'm yeah, dude. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, Gil is asking uh, what your travel bag looks like. Like, how much is how much in your travel bag is for your stash of supplies? Uh, so my travel bag, I have a Pelican, and it's a hard case, and I have just enough stuff to last me six days on the road. So uh, I get it down to all of my stuff is just just for travel. I have no extra clothes. Richard loves running a tight ship, so after the day's done, we go straight to eat something, and there's no going home, back to the hotel, and showering, and getting in your nice duds, and going out for a nice cocktail. No, no, no. You eat your food, you go to bed. <laughs> okay. So, uh, my, my bags are pretty minimal. I'm a, I'm a bit of a minimalistic person when I'm on the road now. Right on, right on. Yeah, I mean, we were, you know, Lily and I, when we went out there, we were on vacation. And, uh, you know, the Portugal trip was just like a wing of the vacation. I'm right? so jealous when you guys have been there for so long already. We're, we're like dead tired. And I'm like, we got it. We just, I slept like two hours and we're about to unload the truck. Where, where's the stuff? We got to start going to work. And you guys have been enjoying yourselves. And that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I think if I go to Portugal with you guys again, like I, it'll just be me and on your your guys' schedule, um, you know, but um, that was fun. So what what was your uh, what's your favorite place on the circuit to go to? Like my Road favorite America? place, uh, I think uh, I really like Road America. I like Wisconsin. Uh, I didn't like Wisconsin in the years past. AMA oh. days, mo early Moto America days, because it was in the early season and it was raining almost every single weekend. Yeah. Every time you go there, it's raining. <laughs> Now that they switched it to the summer, man, Wisconsin is a beautiful place in the summer. I mean, out of all the places in the country that we go, I, I really like that place in the summer. 
um, it's uh, there. There are a lot of cool places that we go. I I do like Alabama also, uh, but yeah. uh, early days like before we used to go in August and it was the worst place because it oh, was so swamp bad. ass. Oh, right? so swampy! It's so bad, and it's so hot. And loading the truck and just doing anything was so hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean Alabama in August. Oof. It's awful, but now they switched that around to more uh, nicer, nicer time, and, and Alabama's beautiful. And uh, but uh, you know, it's, I think uh, Wisconsin's probably my favorite. Now, obviously Laguna, I'm partial Laguna, but that's home track for me. Uh, I do like the what you do outside of the racetrack is really cool, but yeah, uh, uh, there's a lot more things to do at Laguna for sure. So I got some more comments coming in. Um, Cuddy Taylor says that he heard that you used the same underwear for a week. <laughs> I wish, if that was a thing, I would do it just to make sure that we keep, if we can pull a W, I'll do that for sure. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Mag- the magic underwear. Holy shit. I'd wear magic underwear if I, okay. if, I was, if I had magic underwear. And then your wife is saying um, that you pack that way unless she's coming along. Then, then the club gear comes with her. Yeah, I have to. We have to pack more bags, and yeah. basically, I got more stuff to carry. And being the minimalist as I am when I'm traveling, I'm not excited. <laughs> um, and then uh, eight forty eight Evo is commenting again, and he says, um, "It's it it sucks to not have BIR this year." Is that is that a track that you like going to? I like BIR. Uh, I like the track itself. Uh, uh, I like going to VIR. It's not a not greatest accommodations as far as a travel guy goes, but the track itself is cool. Um, I like that uh, we're in an area. I like I like going to North Carolina, so that's where we end up flying into is Raleigh Durham, and then we drive up to to Southern Virginia. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. We we've been going there for so long, and you know, it's a lot of these tracks like Sonoma now VIR. Uh, we used to go to so many different tracks and now they're kind of disappearing. That sucks. You know, it, it's, it sucks for the West coast people too. Cause we get one round, you know, or, yeah. you know, well, two rounds if you count the Washington round. Right. But I mean, it used to be Sonoma, Laguna, Miller, Willow Miller. Springs. Right? right. And now Cal- Willow Springs, back Cali photography. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Cali, Cali speedway. Yeah, Montana. California Speedway. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's uh, there's all those tracks, and now uh, it's just Laguna. Yeah, it's. Un- I wish we'd go to Southern California more, uh, at least one round, because it's such a big, big community of motorcycling down there. But, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, Cam Bobier was like at, at the Ridge. He was like, man, if we're gonna race here, why don't we have a round at Thunder Hill Shit, or Bud yeah. Willow? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> it's not much different, right? <laughs> So, and it's not. I mean, the track is cool, and I like going to the north northwest. But there's not a lot of things to do there, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we pull. I, I don't know the customer base if we're pulling guys from uh, people from uh, Canada or not. Maybe people come down from Canada. It's not too far. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so okay. So what's uh, what's your least favorite track to go to? My least favorite. Brainerd. Yeah, Brainerd is probably <laughs> Brainerd's a tough place. Dude, I mean, it's just the drive to get there, man. Holy shit. Uh, I was just you telling all, Y'all didn't yeah. tell me until I did it. <laughs> it's, 
it, the, the Brandon's a tough place, and, and not to mention, like, I was just telling Monica the, uh, the other day, the bathrooms are horrible there. I mean, there's giant creatures, like little bugs that live in the bathroom, and then it's, it's like, not nice, but it's not a porta potty And then, uh, you know, it's just city. I mean, I do like that we're in the water. The water area is kind of nice. Over yeah. There. Uh, and the it, time it, of the year can go. It's a unique area. Just, you know, flying into, what is it, Minneapolis, right? Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. So flying into Minneapolis and then having to drive like three oh, hours. That's yeah. And, and, and I'm like, I know I'm like driving down the road and I, I'm called Lily and I'm like, okay, I've seen the fifteenth propane dealer. Oh <laughs> like, shit! And that then is... and then I'm like looking for the ice pick thing, right? The scraper. Yeah. yeah. Like that's where the money is, right? It's under the scraper. <laughs> well, so. you, you see all the trailers that that they lower to the ground and they're like, uh, I'm like, what is that thing? They're like, oh, it's for ice fishing. I'm like, oh, gets that cold here? This is an awful place. Yeah, Who dude. To live here? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know the track. The track out there is not so bad because you can get. There's a lot of flights that go into Minneapolis because it's a big hub. So yeah, you can get in pretty quickly. But it's coming home when when we leave the track and we go straight to the airport and we're driving for hours to get to the airport and we didn't have a lot of time, so no showering and we get right on the plane and we're bolting out of there. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's a we we just do our job and get out. Yeah. So Brainerd, you think Brainerd's probably the least fave, or is it? Brainerd, uh, I would say uh, the other thing is maybe I would like the accommodations at the racetrack better at Texas when we're there on a GP weekend, only because that is the most laborious weekend for Moto America itself because we have to knock down the whole hot pit every session. We have oh, to no build the hot pit every session. Uh, they're not. We can't leave any of our equipment out there, and then uh, we're all in very tight windows of time. And usually, the windows of time are not in the most prime time of the day. And then uh, there's no real bathrooms, so we got porta potties. That's it. Even though you're at one of the most greatest tracks in the in the nation, it's we we our combination. Well, you guys, you guys are like the bastard stepchildren of the of the week yeah, yeah, yeah. fast in Texas, right? <laughs> but we're there and we're doing it. So yeah, you know, and, uh, I'm just I'm just griping. But uh, in the end, we're doing it. I, I really I'm just glad that we're there. Just doing it. I mean, all. you know, at least you guys didn't get your catalytic converter stolen off the rental car. In Texas. <laughs> oh wait, actually. that was. <laughs> That was so funny. We went out and, you know, we go out to the rental car. We all hop in and he, Fernando fired that thing up and it sounded like a dragster. I'm like, wow, this thing's... <laughs> I'm like, wow, did somebody put a cam in this thing last night? <laughs> we look underneath, the wires are dangling. There's no pipe on it anymore. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, that was funny. And then when you go through, uh, uh, when you go to uh, Coda, there's a tunnel you drive through. So we're just like, stab the throttle, stab the throttle. He whipped that throttle, and it was so loud inside that tunnel. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what the heck was that? That's hilarious, man. That is... And it wasn't like some full-size car. This thing was like a little a ship tiny. Box. It was a shitbox. It was a shitbox. Yeah. It's like a Kia Rio or something, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thanks. I mean, when I when I went there and saw you guys, uh, what was it, 2019, uh you guys were with JD Beach, right? Yep. And, um, you know, we were with Mythos, and, you know, Mythos invited you guys to barbecue and stuff after. And Oh, that was really cool that night. Yeah, we just right? came straight from the track, and we were kind of swamped, and we were kind of beat. 
but that and was were, really cool. And you guys were wearing the Mythos uniforms, which were like uh, snug, I guess you could say. <laughs> Great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, they 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 were almost as good fitting as the uh, cycling jerseys we got at Daytona last year, <laughs> right? No, I think you described the Mythos ones as uh, straight jackets. Straight jackets, uh, but then the sweatshirts were the opposite. Yeah, well, they built everything, you know, because uh, they're Europeans, right? So they're Europeans. They think all the Americans are fat. So like, a, they were just fitting everything for like a Texas medium. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Whoever it was made for, I don't yeah. think they were human. <laughs> but hey, you guys look good in that stuff, right? Yeah, I mean it was good. Alright, so Cuddy Taylor's asking what your what your favorite cigars are. My favorite cigars. I probably like um the VSGs through Ashton Ashton VSGs. Those are probably my favorite. There you go. Alright, and then well let's shit, let's talk about food then. Because like you get to go everywhere. Like what's, yeah. like, uh, what, what's, what's the fancy place in Wisconsin that you were talking about? <laughs> Was it Wisconsin uh, the, with the wasabi the, the, or whatever? The, the barbecue place that we went to is like a pig something. I don't even remember the name. It's like a barbecue spot right on the water and, uh, right on, I think it's Lake Michigan. And it was, uh, a pig something. Anyways, it was a barbecue place. Really great <laughs> We go there almost every year, and we always talk about the same story. When Richard was like, <laughs> and Richard tells it best, so it's kind of tough. But Richard wanted this. He, he's like, "Where's the hot sauce at?" You know, he gets his steak or his uh, meat, and he's all this stuff. And it's great food, and he's like doing Richard. Where's the hot sauce at? You know, you got any hot sauce? And she's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I, I, I got hot sauce." And I was like, "Okay, well, she's got hot sauce." And he's like, "Well, well, well where's it at?" And she's like, okay. So she brings it out. She goes, that one, I think she said something like, that one's hot and that one's hotter. And then Fernando takes a dip with the tip of his fork and tries it. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm not eating that. And Richard's <laughs> like, Wah! And he just starts pouring it on his steak and he just starts oh. eating it. And, and Richard did what Richard does. He's like, I'm going to eat this because I put it on there. And he just ate it. And it, he was, had beads of sweat rolling down his head. I was like, dude, you don't have to eat it. You look like you're hurting. Stop it. And he just, he just manned it down. He just did it. Yeah. But, so, like, I mean, is that, like, is there, like, a your favorite spot, like, on the circuit? Like, you know you're going, you're like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to get. You're like, for Daytona, uh, my KYT Helmets dude took us last year to uh, some Thai place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I, I, and I don't speak that language. He walks in, orders for everybody, and, dude, it was awesome. So oh. I, I hit him up and I'm like, yeah, dude, we're going to that Thai place, right? And he's like, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. So, like, is there a place like that on the circuit where you like, you know, you're going there and you're like, hell yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a handful of places. Like when we go to uh, when we go to Laguna, we go to Hula's, and uh, yeah. I eat at Hula's a lot because every time I go to Laguna, I eat at Hula's, and I love Hula's. I love their food. It's a great, cool environment. Um, but, uh, other places other than Laguna, probably, um, where do we go? Uh, oh, Firebird. We go to Firebird all the time when we go to, uh, ugh, what track is that? Uh, Pittsburgh International. Uh, Firebird, we go there almost three nights a week. <laughs> I mean, three nights the whole time we're there. Yeah. So, uh, we started trying to venture off. We go to other places now, but 
we usually try to eat someplace enough to where we're sick of it, and then we go find someplace else after that. Nice. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's more like just hanging out with... The, the, Bucky's, the Bucky's Breakfast Burritos? Those are delicious! <laughs> we're actually... Deli- Actually, they're called tacos for some reason, but they're burritos. Like, <laughs> and, you know. and when they get delivered to the racetrack, they taste even better. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, social media have guy you, has to do that. Fire extinguisher guy has to do that. <laughs> have you ever had a, a, what is it, a steak sandwich, I think? They, they, they slice it right there at Bucky's. I mean, the, the sandwiches are great there. No, but I, I, I will. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's a great place yeah so there's like no place where you're just like nah dude the food there is pretty shit uh I remember once trainered again yeah, we maybe to, we went to Daytona and uh, we were looking for a place to eat yeah and, uh, we were just going from place to place just trying to find some place where it wasn't like a three hour wait and then 500 people in there and we went to this uh, this biker bar and someone read something like, oh, this is the place. We walk in, and it looks like what you would see in a movie where it's just all, like, biker dudes in there. I mean, Did, like, did you guys dudes. walk in and the music stopped, too? <laughs> Dude, the, the music's played. I mean, there's, like, neon lights everywhere and dudes with beards like nine, but not with the coolie coolies. It was, oh, like, good. just, like, rough. Like, they haven't showered in a couple weeks. And we walk <laughs> in, we're like... I don't think they serve food here, and if they do, it's going to be microwave food. <laughs> yeah, dude. He just says, ah, oh, dude, you, you guys just, you know, you just complainers. And we go, he goes in, marches in, and we just like, all right, let's go with Richard. Yeah. We walk in, and I'm like, dude, I ain't eating here. Yeah. <laughs> Fernando, so, Fernando's commenting, he says that the restaurant in Olympia is his top three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, it that, is that that place we went to a bunch uh, during the test? Or did you I guys find another place? Point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we went to the Irish place on the first test there. We went okay. There like, yeah, the yeah. Irish place is what I'm yeah, thinking of. Which is okay. The beer was good, but the the Mexican place was a lot better. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, you guys. Yeah, a lot of these places, I don't remember the names. I just remember being there. You know, and it's just right. like it's one of the things that I'd miss if if I don't if I quit racing. I'm like, man, I, there's all these cool places to go eat. I'll never see again. It's like the frozen custard place outside of Jersey, right? Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, Bearded Jixer wants to ask you if you would talk about how the team dynamic has changed since Cam P has joined the team over the, quote, previous writer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, we try to tailor things to what helps a writer feel good about being in our crew. Like sometimes a writer will say, hey, uh, can you do this? And you just do it to make them feel like, hey, we, you know, we're here for you, man. We're like, we're here to, to get everything done the way you want it. So it gives them confidence in what's happening. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but Cam P, he's kind of the opposite. He was just kind of like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm like, hey, I just adjusted the brake lever. I had to change the pump because we had to maybe make an ach- adjustment or maintenance. I said, can you check the height? I, I just kind of set it where I think. And he goes, yeah, man, it's there. So it's good. I'm like, whoa, oh, this is different. I'm not used to that. After all the years, like, I mean, they're very rare so guys. He's just he, like, oh, cool. It's the the piece that I need is there. I don't give a fuck where it is. It's, yeah. you just need it there. He's like, if that's gonna slow me down. There's bigger problems, and I'm like, uh, okay, wow. So he's he's, uh, he's totally lax. He's really easy to work with, and uh, uh, it's 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 a different environment for sure. So uh, Maurice is commenting now too. 
holy shit, got the whole gang here, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he says Cam's done very well. Love working with him. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've worked with some writers, man. Like, you know, do you have, like, a least favorite? <laughs> no, I don't have any least favorite. I mean, favorite, like, but... look, you know, you've, just on this team alone, like, you've worked with several different writers just on this team. You know, I've heard of horror stories in the past of uh, of writers and their horrible habits that they have that yeah are, uh, uh, that they don't care about the crew or they you know they just it's a different time now though so yeah. most writers actually they know the effort that we're doing and we're we're not getting rich doing it and we're we're doing it because we love it and most writers in today's world all appreciate what we're doing uh, so it's. It's the only environment I would want to work in. If I worked in the old environments of where a writer would throw things or cuss you out, I, 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 I wouldn't enjoy that. And if I'm not enjoying it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I mean, just in the last few years, obviously, you've been on that. You've been on this team and, you know, there's three championships in a row. Like, is there is there like extra pressure from the crew to continue the trend? No, I, I think uh, I mean, obviously, we always want to win. We always want the best combination to to do our best and uh, have the tools to do our best, uh, whether it be the equipment, uh, whether it be our own abilities. Uh, so, no, we I mean we just keep doing what we do and uh, we keep marching forward and just do what we know what we're supposed to do. Uh, we're prof- we're all professionals on the team. We've all been around for a little while. Uh, there's no kids on the team trying to learn their way in. Right. Uh, Richard put together a package where everyone's pretty, they're, they're veterans in. Right. So uh, we all just do our job, and uh, as long as we do our job, then the riders can do their job properly. Well, how about, like, the dynamic in the team? Obviously, there's two riders. You know, currently you're on one side, and there's another crew on the other, the other team bike, right? Is there, like, yeah. do you guys have, like, a little little bets or side hustle you know side bets or anything like is there like a t- inter-team competition like my guy's gonna get it this you know like that kind of shit well we we uh we do want our riders our our personal rider uh my rider is number 45 cam p so I, of course i want him to win and uh not that i don't want jake i don't want him to lose but i want my rider to win and if there's going to be a second place you know jake would I'd be glad to see Jake in second, but <laughs> if my rider's not going to win, then I want to see Jake win. Right. Uh, so it, it, I think it's more uh, we're more happier for whoever wins, as long as it's one of our guys, uh, than uh, than wanting to. I, I mean, I wish two guys could win, but that's not how racing works. Yeah, one guy's got to win. Not, it's not T-ball. No, no, it's not T-ball. <laughs> so uh, 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 of course I want my. And then this year. Man, I, I think Jake better look out. Number forty-five is looking pretty damn good. Yeah, he's looking uh, quick. Jake's still quick, though. I mean, like at all the tests, you know. He's, he's not going to make it easy for sure. And uh, you know, if if, uh, if we can win a couple, that would be great. And maybe a couple might turn into a few. But uh, you know, I, I I I do some stuff for Jake's side. I do a little bit with the engine stuff, and I, I help out where I can. Uh, if they if they need help, of course Lee and I we, we go over to the other side and step in and we do what we got to do. But uh, uh, yeah, it's more or less we encourage each other to do well, and it's we're stoked on either one of us doing well. Uh, but of course, 
you always want to be consistent. So you were, you were talking about some of the writers with weird traits and stuff. I mean, you know, I heard, I, I heard stories. Steve Rapp told me this back in the day that, like, one of his teammates was John Skazinski. And that dude, like, couldn't let his gloves touch each other, you know, that kind of... I heard of, some weird things about his gloves. Like, and... weird shit like that. Like, I, I don't think there's been anything like that on, on, on this team anyway, right? Well, maybe yeah. one writer had something similar to that, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, no. Uh, there's, no uh, there's no weird stuff going on. I mean, not on this team, but I've had writers where they leave garbage in the in the in the in the break room uh that we have to get rid of and i'm like hey you gotta throw your own garbage away uh but uh I, and but other than that it's not a no nah, it's no weird things uh yeah and no outlandish things either they don't like do anything where they're like hazing us or anything or anything weird right that. yeah like uh, i've heard some of that stuff too back in the day right like all the hazing shit that used to go on yeah, I mean, yeah. just imagine working with, like, s- some lunatic like McGill or something, you know? Yeah, and, and I, I heard years ago... Mladen. Uh, years ago, Heron, the Herons used to be... I guess him and his dad used to be pretty awful with uh, hazing, you know, or, or tricking or pranking everyone, and which is fine, you know, but they, they never hurt anybody. But Josh was kind of a, a trickster when, uh, when we were first on the team. Um, yeah. He, he, was, uh, he was different back then, for sure. Right on, right on. Well, how about, uh, just how about the overall, like, crew, like, I'm sure you have, like, rental car stories and that kind of shit, right? Uh, we don't really do much with rental cars. Not car. anymore. Richard, Richard's the one. Richard, like, I mean, I remember we were in, like, a, I don't know, like, some little tiny car. We always get clown cars. That's generally what we get. And we, we pile a bunch of big grown men inside these things, and, I mean, we're in the grass. I don't even know what track we're at, but we're in the grass somewhere, and he was going at a pretty good clip and then he decides to e-brake this thing and I was like I, I'm gonna put my hands up on the ceiling I'm like oh, this thing's gonna roll if it catches we're rolling <laughs> and if we're rolling it's just gonna be grown men in this little tin can flying around but right. uh, I don't do it I don't drive I'm not a driver I'm usually sleeping in the back seat so that explains a lot I had to drive I recall <laughs> you drove in I was like oh man yeah yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I guess I'm the fucking chauffeur this weekend. Great. Appreciate it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay. Hang on, I'm getting a... Somebody is asking about the tuna fish story. What's the tuna fish story? Rent a car tuna fish story. We uh, never this must be Fernando. Before. This must be Fernando. I don't know. 707 number, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway... All right, so somebody's asking, okay, since, you know, yeah, you're, you, you love both riders on the team, basically. You want them both to succeed. Um, but which one has better hair? Ooh. Team That's Man Bun, dude. Like, which, I mean, you know, you've got, you've got Jake, he's got that thing going, but then you got Cam he's sharing hair care products with his wife, he's got right? he rock star thing going with him, you know? He's got this rock star look, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jake Moore has got the chill look, you know, like, uh, you know, more of a more, more grounded look where the other guy, he looks like he's, he's ready to rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'd agree with that. 
Like Jake's more like Jake's Jake has that like I'm gonna start a cult look. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't Cam, say that. <laughs> and, and Cam Cam looks like he's gonna play lead guitar. Like that's yeah. you know. Yeah, okay. I get it. And Jake, you know, a lot of people don't know that Jake has long hair. I mean, he keeps that thing tidied up. And, you know, for the most part, when he's racing, he's got that thing wound up somewhere back there. And where Cam P looks like a lion's mane flying back there, you know? Dude, a lion's mane is right. I think Sarah Sarah shot a slow-mo video of of him warming up last year. And it was like lion's mane flowing. I don't know how that thing nice. just doesn't turn into giant knots. You know, I mean, I'm sure he's got to work hard to get that thing untangled. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you know, I I didn't shave for the show just so you know I could give you like some solidarity. But no, <laughs> that's not ha- like what what you got. That's just not happening. Like I don't yeah. know how long you spend in the mirror looking at your face like that. What's I, it just kind of just kind of turns into this. The harder I work, the more cooler it looks. So, uh, and you got to smoke cigars too. I mean, all of that, all of that uh, is necessary. Oh, the cigar is a must, then. Yeah, that's a must. It's part of the kit. So once you get one of these, suddenly this all starts working. If you start smoking these, you'd be surprised what happens. Dude, you're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I rate I, I rate Barry. He's he's out of Utah. Um, he works at that shop called uh, shit. I don't remember, but anyway, like he has he works at this shop that sells Yamahas and stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he says that uh, he feel like he feels like this year is the year that there's going to be a metal band formed in the attack pit. A metal band. And and if that was going to be the case, what would you say the band name would be? Ooh, I don't know. I'm not good with names, but <laughs> uh, I don't no. know. I think I'd have to go with uh, Attack. Yeah. Well, okay. anyway, you have like an '80s style theme to it. I mean, most of Richard's stuff is '80s style, anyways. But <laughs> hey, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like some kind of weaponry, right? Like yep. Some kind of weaponry in the name. Oh, Irate Barry says the degenerates. degenerates. <laughs> like, that, well, it does fit. <laughs> oh, now, now people are chiming in with names. <laughs> <laughs> Twist, uh, Twisted Throttle. Um, uh, Ashley Nicole says Attack of the Harry Munchkins. That's, that's that's your that's your kid, James. That's, I guess. that's me, Harry Munchkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Maurice says it's it's only one black guy in the band. Then okay. <laughs> wow. Well, he's wow, dude. You just had to go there, homo. Thanks, buddy. I'll have to rem- I'll have to remind you about that at Daytona and give you shit about that. God damn. Just had to go I mean- there. I didn't even know he was black. I just thought he was just some dude. I didn't either, bro. I just thought he was really tan. Yeah. He is from Florida. There's a lot of sun down there. Yeah, like he's a Florida man, dude. Like that's just what happens, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So the band names. I I didn't think it was going to go there, man. 
so how so how long you know how long have you been part of the team? You know, Richard's program seems to have the same people forever. You know, like the the team, the people that are on the program just pretty much stay there. There must you know, be something to Richard, that. I was like, man, you know, uh, I've been with you for I don't know five years, five plus years, and I was like, man, I like I I deserve like some sort of like badge or ribbon or something I get to wear while I'm in the pits and a set of steak you know. knives, set of steak uh, yeah. knives. <laughs> a nice watch maybe and I, yeah, I've been with this long and and he says oh I've had guys with me for 10 years I'm like damn it I got for like five six more years left I, that's how long it's gonna take before I outlast someone <laughs> so definitely when he gets guys he doesn't turn through them fast when he's got a guy he wants to keep for sure yeah like Fernando's been part of the game for a minute right yeah 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 I mean you know the rest of the guys Walker's been around for a minute too but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, most of the guys have been around, and it seems like they're not going anywhere, man. Like they're, he must be, you know. I've heard a, I've heard people that leave the shop and, you know, leave the leave Richard's program over the years, right? Because I've known him for twenty years now, yeah, ish, yeah. ish. And um, you know, people used to always say like how hard it was to work for him and that kind of stuff. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like that guy's like a big teddy bear, man. Like. <laughs> You know, maybe, they were, maybe they were just fucking up. You know, there's like a way that you're supposed to do things. And if you don't do it the Richard way, then I guess it'll be trouble for you. I mean, right? Richard's a, he's a, I think he prides himself being a military guy and, you know, what he did in the military when he was in the military. And, and yeah. uh, I think there's certain things that, uh, that, that type of step process of earning, earning your way through. And uh, yeah. I think it's a little bit true to that. Like when I first came on with Richard, it was a different environment with uh, Rich and I working together. And, uh, but as time progressed, and I worked with others similar to this type of uh, mentality or workmanship is once you earn your stripes, essentially, it's, uh, you, you earn a place where he doesn't necessarily feel like you're a complete idiot. You kind of know some stuff. You, <laughs> you've done stuff, you've weathered through stuff, you've done... Yep above and beyond and we know what you're capable of and that you're not the guy who's going to try to hide eating donuts around the corner while everyone else is working. Those are right. important. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've seen him interact with you guys and uh, he's just like, hey, Will, this, this, and this, that, and the other has to happen. And you're like, oh, you, you don't even respond. You just go do it. Yeah. And there's no, there's no argument and, and there's like a full, full trust in the guys that he does that with and that's i would imagine that's why he keeps you guys around and you guys stick around right definitely a, a race environment is uh different than anything else where race environment you'll see the boss of yamaha taking out the garbage you know you'll see uh, uh any of us will have to do whatever it needs to be done to get it done it doesn't matter whether you're cleaning out the toilet in the truck or if you're taking out the garbage, or if you're building a superbike engine, you do whatever it takes to get done. And where a lot of people's in work environment are like, oh, that's not my job description, or yeah. oh, I, I've been doing this long enough, I don't do that. It, that's what do not, you mean I have to work 40 hours in a week? <laughs> it doesn't exist on the, at the racetrack, it's a totally right. different environment. And, that, and that's part of that team environment, that get, get it done kind of environment is, is uh, what's really enjoyable. So, you know what? 
Uh, this this comment is going to lead into my next question, so I'm just going to I'm going to ask Ernie's question right now, Bearded Jixer. Uh, how often are crew members approached by other teams to potentially join them? You know, it's uh, usually at the end of the season if uh, there are headhunters of teams out there looking for guys. Uh, usually, end of the season, you'll see suddenly all the mechanics start kind of standing a little bit taller. They're like, "Hey, how you doing, man? Hey." Nice seeing you. Hey, good morning. And you're like, hey, you never speak to me at all. Like, you, you never talk to me. You never say hi to me. And now you're being so friendly to me. And because they don't know if they're like, hey, maybe I might be calling you for a job. Or, yeah. or maybe you might be calling me for a job. Or maybe we might need a guy and we want you to come on the team. And, you know, that, that kind of gets a little bit, everyone kind of perks up at the end of the season. And then yeah. you might get a phone call here and there. And, uh, uh, it's for an inquiry to find out what are you doing next year? Like, are you going yeah. to stay on the same team? Or I, I've had a, quite a few calls in the past, but I'm like, no, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy where I'm at, and uh, I like the team I'm with. Uh, it's not always about the money because it's it's about enjoying yourself and really having fun on. I mean, I can go do something else and make more money, but I really like going on the road and racing with the team. Right on. All right, so this leads into my next question. Thanks for that question, Ernie. Uh, the next question is, and you and I kind of talked about this, and Richard's been asked this a million times, but, like, what? say a, say a dude just graduated an MMI, right, and he's, he's spinning wrenches, uh, you know, a line mechanic at a dealer or whatever, and wants to do – he wants to become you. He wants to do what you're doing. Like, how, is, there, is there, like, a path that – somebody could just be steered on to go that way or how does that work yeah like so it's it, it all depends on whether you really want it, like anything right in life if you want something you're gonna get it so <laughs> like i think how bad that do you I, really want it <laughs> how bad do you really want it so i've told guys i'm like man if you really want it show up to the events talk to the team owner talk to the manager Talk to the guys on the team. Tell them what you're doing. Just kind of show your face. Get get familiar. Uh, and if you don't get hired, then make it to the next round. Make it to as many rounds as possible, and invest a little bit of time and money in order to go and say, "Hey, look, I'm willing to volunteer. I'm willing to do whatever it takes, so I can show you and prove to you what I'm capable of." You know, it's like uh, like I said, if you want it bad enough, you're going to do whatever it takes. Like I've thought about when I was young, much younger whether I wanted to work on a GP team. And I was like, well, if I want to work on a GP team, if I really want it, I can't just call up a GP team and apply, where's your application at? I would go to the events, talk to the managers, and, and keep keep pestering them, keep showing my face and showing what I've been doing. I'm working currently on this team. Or, you know, in the beginning, start off working for a local guy. Go to a club event and go do help out guys at club events because when you apply to Yamaha or TAC Performance or Westby Racing and you say oh man I've been working with club guys for the last three years and uh, I work with this guy and that guy and I've been volunteering and I'm willing to volunteer on your team if I could you know that's a uh, just to get your feet wet and you kind of know what it's like to work at a racetrack and you know what it's like to put in the 15 20 hour days if need be yeah I mean you know I I've, I've gotten to see a few guys kind of do that route you know i mean uh the volunteer thing on on the race team side but also i've seen guys that you know like that guy jared fixler right like that dude's got the shop there in hollywood and yeah. 
you know, like he'd worked with club guys for a long time, and then last year he went on the road, did the Nationals with Ezra. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. I was, uh, I, I, was I was stoked to, when he told me about that. I was I was like, man, that's awesome. We need more guys out here on the on the pro circuit, and if you have the the capabilities, the funding, and uh, being able to get out there and do it, uh, it like I think I watched his thing with you. It's like he said, it's not easy when you go out there at first. You just got to go out there and do it. And just like anything, if you want it bad enough, you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. And yep. it will get easier over time. I mean, will it, though, met, will it get easier or it, will you just be used to the pain, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, you have to be kind of ready for either, right? Yeah, uh, okay. When I met Amin, Amin bought a R6 from Mach 1 Motorsports, and that's when I was working there. And, I wasn't working with racers too much, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna race AMA." And I went, "Yeah, okay, whatever, dude. Uh, you just bought a street bike, whatever." And then uh, next thing I know, he's kind of just doing some local local stuff, and Ty I think Tyler O'Hara was riding the bike, and then Tyler was really kind of a small guy back then, and then uh, next thing I know, he's like doing some pro stuff, and I was like, "What is this guy?" He's showing up in like a graffiti truck or some, you know, whatever yeah. stuff. And he's doing whatever he can to make it happen. And he kept pushing and pushing and pushing to grow. And uh, uh, it's that kind of thing where I see if you really want it, you'll do whatever it takes to get there. Now, come short of doing bad decisions that don't help your longevity in life, Right. You should do whatever it takes. Obviously, don't commit suicide by doing something stupid. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I've been kind of reading this book of, of uh, Randy Lanier, like maybe maybe don't sell drugs, you know, and end up in the prison for thirty yeah. years or whatever. And I've seen teams where they do some shady stuff where the team dissolves because it catches up to you. Yeah. So do things that are going to help your longevity and in the career life that you're trying to push for. Yeah, that's that that totally makes sense. It's you know, it's, uh, I think you and I kind of had a similar conversation when. You know, when I was talking about starting this thing, you know? Yeah. Like, start a race club, they said. It would be That's fun, easy. they said. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, by the way, this jacket I'm wearing um, came from Chris from CTML. He's the title sponsor of the race uh, of CRA. So, What's um, CTML? What is that? Uh, I'm guessing it's um, Chris, Taylor, Mason... Lee? I don't know. Okay. Like it's, it's his kids, you know, I'm sure. Uh, Big Chili, you know, he's like uh, one of my track days guys that I've known forever, and he's yeah. doing really well with this consulting firm that he's got down in San Diego area. And, dude, he's he's big sponsoring CT, CRA, yeah. man. Like, he's, I think it's like $1,000 to win that race. Ooh. Which is pretty cool, you know? So, um, yeah, anyway. Check that dude out. He'll he'll make you a he'll make you a a race a racer page or whatever if you want. Yeah, yeah. So just hit him up. Um, yeah, I, I unfortunately missed the last uh, your first round this year. Uh, we just did the test, and I, I didn't want to. I tried you know, to scumbag you into staying to be my did, guy, dude. You did the button willow iron butt thing, and you just, you stayed there. I don't know how many days were you there? Like seven days, six days. I was days? there. I was there from Tuesday through Sunday. That's a long run at button willow for sure. It's a it's a minute, it's a minute yeah. and a half, you know. Yeah, and then with uh, with all you know, I don't 
I unfortunately don't have a lot of customers in CRA, so I'm trying to get all this wintertime stuff done. Well, it doesn't uh, really help if you're not showing up to help them. Yes, but I'm you're just saying, right. like, <laughs> if you really want them, Will, I mean, using your own words, like, how, I was bad, how bad do you want those racers? <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I, I just... Man, I was really sad to not go because then I would have missed a week's worth of work here at the shop, and I'm the only guy here. I mean, I got help, but you know, without me here, it's like the doctor's office without the doctor in it, and then it's like the, the ships end, it stops, it doesn't run. So it's a it's a tough one. I do want to make the events, but at the same time, I I, I have to get the work done, and yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's some there's some additional comments coming in. Um, you know, Barry says that, you know, he had a, a blast helping in a Motor America pit last year, super fast paced. He said he would do it for free if he had a plane ticket all the time. Well, that's not really doing it for free, bro. You got to buy your own plane ticket as you're volunteering, right? Sometimes you got to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know a guy that does that. Uh, yeah, he... Uh... There's a guy that, I, I don't know, uh, comes and helps out and does timing and all that and like flies to portugal for free and all, you know it does social media like i i know that guy dude i know all about it you gotta buy your own shit first man i think uh uh <laughs> you're speaking about maurice i think maurice uh lots of times he pays yeah, for his dude. own. i think they get his hotel once in a while but most yep. of the time he's paying his own way yeah and he shows up to the events he's working for us and he's not sitting around eating donuts he's working all day oh dude mo dog is like dude that guy never stops right yeah, and he I'm like, fuck, dude, like, get out of my way, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Shit. Right? <laughs> but, like, I mean, you know, either that or, you know, just don't want to get knocked over by Walker running around. Yeah, right. right? But, yeah, right. I mean, what you're saying is totally true, man. Like, you know, maybe if you want to be part of that team or you, you want to be in that world, you just got to jump in, you know? Yeah. You just got to do it. And, and sometimes it's like, well, hey. I, you got to pay for your own flights. You got to do whatever you got to do if you want to be part of it. Because if you don't, then then you don't, and that that's okay too. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's uh, you might find a different way around it and try to figure out how to get into it. Like I I didn't have to do that, but I I was working with racers that moved up and I moved with them, and uh, it kept progressing from there. Right on. So do you do you miss do you miss club racing at all? Yeah. I, every time I go, I, I have a really good time at club because it doesn't have the same stress levels that we have at a pro event. Pro event, I, I do whatever it takes. I, I come short of, which I have done in the past, hurting myself or you know abusing my body in order to do what I have to do. Uh, like you, what? Like how? How do you mean abusing your body? I heard. Indian- I, I remember you fucked your back up or something, right? No, Indianapolis. Uh, was it with Cambovier and? Man, remember how? Dude, did you go to Indy? I did not go to Indy. Dude, they, they make us park the truck like a quarter mile away from the garages, so we have to we have to ferry everything back and forth. So doing all of that, and then I was upstairs, and upstairs is uh, made for micro midget people. It's uh, perfect for Fernando. <laughs> He's not an upstairs guy. <laughs> So we're up there and uh, we're moving engines and the only way you can do it is when your body is at a 90 degree angle and you're picking up these engines. So uh, I did that for a while and I've done it in the past and I I still do it, but uh, I I think I just maybe twisted wrong or whatever and 
I don't want to make a long story short, but I ended up locking up in the bathroom on the way home on Sunday. And I looked in the, at a park. We were just hanging out, smoking stoves. And then for, I had to call Fernando on speakerphone because I couldn't let go of the, the, the sink. And I had to call him and say, hey, you got to come get me out of the bathroom, bro. I can't get out of the <laughs> And I, I, I rode a wheelchair from that park bathroom all the way to my house from Indianapolis to Sacramento. Oh my God. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. I, I mean, I, I think that was like an episode of King of the Hill or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like getting in a wheelchair. I'm like, are you serious? And I'm like, maybe I can get up. I'm like, nope, can't move. And oh, you know, I, I've always told guys, when guys tell me, oh, my back, my back. And I'm like, dude, shut up, pussy, shut, shut up. Yeah. And now I'm like, I have a whole nother appreciation because I never had any back issues until that. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I I'm getting old, so I'm not quite, Older. As old. I'm not Older. quite as old as you yet, but, um, <laughs> you know, like I, I broke my back racing, um, like five years ago and man, that's yeah. the gift that keeps on giving, you know? Um, yeah, that, that's tough to recover from something like that because I mean, I had injury, but yours was like injury, injury. Yeah, dude. And, and uh, to track, just right? a heads up, uh, your wife says that Fernando's your work husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so using that, dude. I'm finally <laughs> like, thanks for the ammo, Monica. Appreciate that. Jeez. But yeah, so you you missed out last weekend, man. You know, uh, you got you you missed uh, watching. Um, I, I got punted. I got to go. Uh, I rode my R one through the dirt a bit. Oh, you did? Yeah, it didn't fall down, but oh, you know, little punt action. You know, no, didn't hurt nobody. Uh, went that's from, scary. It it was, dude. I was like, bro, this is my first weekend back. I'm like, not again. And I was like, beautiful. I was like, fuck it. I'm letting go of the brakes. And then somehow uh, dodged the dodged the lake out there, and the guy and I, we kind of drag raced in the dirt to get back on the track down the straightaway. Was there was it muddy at all when you went off? Oh yeah, it was muddy as shit. But like we we went around it, you know, we went around that big mud puddle right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that guy had punted me on Friday, going into the sweeper. Like I had to take the, I had to take the route to Star Mazda. Wow. So, so, you know, afterwards, you know, I didn't get all huffy puffy with the guy and like go threaten him or something because that's stupid. So the next morning in the writer's meeting, I was like, hey, dude, like, are we going to make it three? <laughs> <laughs> like, we still got some more racing today, bro. We can make it three yeah. for the weekend. <laughs> right? So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it was a yeah, good time. It's tough to not get emotionally tied up when you're at the racetrack and you're, you're, you're doing sure. what you love. You're there because you love doing this. And then, you know, the possibility of catastrophic collision, or the damaging your body or damaging your bike, and then not being emotionally tied up with all that is really difficult. It, it I mean, is. I, I, I was just you, stoked to be there, there Brood. I, I, you know, like I was just stoked to be there. I mean, you've been there where you get clobbered or you get in an accident or yep. something happens and you're like, well, that just cost me like 15 grand, 20 grand. And you're like, well, I just move forward. I mean, what am I going to do? Beat it out of this guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I, I was actually kind of on the receiving end of something like that, too, at the end of the weekend, um, the last race of the weekend. I, I'm in third. 
and I'm hurting, you know, shit just don't work anymore. And, um, so like I'm in third and, um, I'm doing the classic buzz the tower to this checkers, you know? Yeah. Like, and I do that. I did that all weekend, you know? And mostly it was like, cause the fucking starter was showing us the white flag twice and stuff. I was like, <laughs> is it really the white flag or is it like the pretend white flag? I'm not sure. <laughs> So, you know, I do that, I finish the race, and then afterwards, you know, after across the checker, this dude that was in the race behind me was pulled up next to me, and he's, like, shaking his fist at me, like, violently, and I'm, like, I, and yelling something. I have no idea what he's saying, but I'm, like, I can't understand him, so I'm just, like, oh, cool, right? And I just keep riding, <laughs> and, the and, and then he's just more mad, right? He's more yeah. mad, and I'm, like, okay, he's mad about something, I, you know, whatever. So I just, exit, you know, sped up a little bit and exited the the track on that cool off lap. Yeah. So now I'm in my pit, I'm standing in my chones and a t-shirt and this dude comes up and he's still wearing his leathers, like a pop Warner kid that just got his shoulder pads. Yeah. Right. And dude, it, it was on dude. I was like, wow, he, was bro. Still on he was still beefing big time, dude. Like wow. accusing me of stuff. And I'm like, bro, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I don't have eyes in the back of my head, man. Like had you gone to the right, like, you would have been clear. Like, I was, you know, like, I came out and I buzzed the tower, and I guess he chose to try to pass me on the left. I didn't see him. And um, I guess he had to roll out of it and got beat. And um, yeah, Wait, let me, let me ask you. When, you. when you buzzed the tower, did you take it all the way to the wall, or was there room? Oh, uh, they were uh, almost to the wall, dude. Almost to the wall, but yeah. not to the wall. Yeah, because I wanted to, I, I wanted to, like, get as close to the starter as I could, you know. That was... You know, it, it's like a classic thing I've done for years. I mean, I remember doing it at MRA even back in the day and like the starter over there uh, jumped over the wall because he wasn't expecting that shit. And, you know, I got I remember getting MRA officials in Colorado, like pulled me into the office and like gave me the don't ever fucking do that again speech. Um, yeah. but, but this starter knows me. And I mean, I've been doing that shit since Craig Hubert at Willow. So now, is, is there a rule in CRA about weaving or was, swerving with them? I don't believe so, but I wasn't sweeping or I, I yeah. wasn't were I, I literally had one trajectory from the corner to that. I mean, the old days, one twenty five and two fifties have no air filters. Yeah, right? so I wouldn't necessarily do like a GP turn coming out of the last corner. Yeah, going to Buffalo or big willow same thing yeah i would slowly drift especially when i know they're in my draft i would slowly drift to the wall but i would get my elbow touching the wall and then I, all the debris that's on the ground if you're gonna get in my draft you're gonna eat a lot of dirt yeah and they like oh man that's cheating i'm like well then don't get so close to me yeah i mean <laughs> you know it used to be like no no weaving right like at least if you're gonna make a a veer on one direction you can't you can only do one of those. You can't just, yeah. you know, it's not like zigzagging or weaving or anything like right, that. Right. I mean, the reality yeah. is, I mean, you know, dude, dude was really upset. And I was like, you know, he probably, he probably feels like an idiot after, but whatever. You know, and it's unfortunate that, yeah, like one, obviously you don't want to make a guy feel that. No, That's dude, not no, not at all. But at the uh, same time, I'm like, bro, I don't have mirrors on my bike. How am I supposed to know you're behind me on the left? Like. Yeah. You, your choice to do that, not mine, you know, fuck. But it, uh, it is, it is tough and, and it is frustrating from his point of view. And I understand the frustration part, but you just keep fighting forward and you just, 
But when you've been doing it, like, a, like again, if it's a professional, you're a little bit different attitude versus someone who's just doing it for fun. Yeah. Again, it's like, it's like, man, this is all I wanted to do was beat Dustin Coiner. And then yeah. you end up poo-pooing that, and then he's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's some of that, too. Maybe there's some of that, too. But, you know, like, I don't have any ill feelings for that guy. I, you know, I actually like that dude. And so yeah. hopefully he calms down. And, you know, it was a... It was a hell of a weekend that you missed out on, man. Like, you know, it was like a country song for me. You know that, right? Like, dude, thur- Thursday morning, like, we're at the track. My wife gets a call from the kennel. Had the lead. Uh, yeah, like, our dog died. And then, uh, I, I, I'm sorry about that. that yeah. That's awful. I have a couple of dogs myself. Yeah, dude. It's like, a, you know, our, you know, it was our, pit, our pit bull mix. Um, she ended up passing. And, you know, yeah. Lily had to go and put her down by yourself yeah you so weren't there that sucked and then um you know so i i ended up leaving later but then i came back and i rented one of my r7s to this guy from canada or he'd come out from kuwait or something yeah, and yeah. um this dude goes out doesn't even make it a corner smashes the bike no no <laughs> yeah so you know like i mean literally dude so i mean you could see the country song building, right? Like my dog <laughs> dies. This dude borrows my bike, smashes it. And I'm like, all I need now is like some dude to, you know, steal my truck and my wife, you know, like then it'd be like the trifecta. Right. And I was just like, God damn, you know? So it's like, that's kind of like how the weekend was going. And so to have it end with that, like I was describing earlier, it was just kind of fucked up, you know? But, um, yeah, you should have been there, man. Like, I tried to hire you on to be my guy for the weekend. And you're like, nah, man, I can't be a button willow for seven days. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> I've never been a button willow that long ever in my life. I was life. like, you did it last year, bro. And you're like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a shorter day. We might have tested on, like, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I was there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with you. Oh, that's right. We weren't there Tuesday, Wednesday, and then having a yeah. track day Thursday, Friday. No, no, you, it was Tuesday, Wednesday last year, and you skipped Thursday, Friday, and came out Saturday morning. Oh, maybe that's That's what happened was. Yeah. So you fucked up, and, like, you bailed on me. That's, you know, I'm, I'm pouring the guilt trip on really thick. All yeah. right. I'm going to have to make up for it. You're going to have to make, you're going to have to work for half off next time. <laughs> no? No? No. You know, you were talking about maybe coming to the Arizona track. Yeah, I do want to do that. I think I can make that. I think it's not the same weekend as the Moto America weekend, so yeah, I do want to do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that'd you, be exciting. I've never been to that yeah. track. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I think um, I think you'll have to fly there instead of drive this time because it's far yeah, away. probably because it's uh, south of Phoenix. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An airline ticket's a lot cheaper than paying for your gas. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's tough. Like uh, as a as a mechanic or a race shop. It's tough because, I mean, I, it's, I, I am a bit of an ambulance chaser because every time I go with my van, I bring back two, three, four bikes. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how to get more bikes back to my shop because, guys, the incidents has happened. Yeah. And they're like, hey, can you take it back with you? Or or even not an incident. They're like, oh, can you take care of that for me? Yeah, yeah. no problem. Yeah. Back. So if I fly there, I'm more or less, yeah, you're going to have to drive all the way back. You're like, I'll oh, throw it in Coiner's trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see him at the test. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Wow, that's right. <laughs> then I'm trying to Uber rides for bikes to come back to the shop. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, it's been a good chat, buddy. Like, I guess yeah. I'll see you next week at the test. Hopefully, 
I hope so. Yeah. I like, like I said, I like it, but uh, if not, then uh, I have a lot of work to do at the shop, and uh, we'll be busy doing that. And, and uh, if I don't see you next week, I know we'll see you at Daytona. Yes, for sure. And I, I ordered the shirts this time, and they're not cycling jerseys. I made sure. Have you tested them, Rhett? Well, they're the those? same ones that we had at, uh, at Portugal, and those were okay. Those were good. Yeah. Those were great. You know, I mean, as long as you, as long as you weren't like Chuck snagging it on everything. <laughs> Are they the exact same ones at Portugal? Uh, they're the same kind. It's the same brand of shirt, but I think I think I mixed the colors up a little bit. And obviously, there's some kind of Daytona shit on there, and not World Superbike stuff. So right, right. Yeah, Perfect. yeah, and I'm sure the team will sell those to the fans. So you know. It'll yeah. be fun. It'll be fun. Are you guys going to market those and sell those this year? I we did last year, so I, yeah, Matt, yeah. Richard's all good. about so making money on those shirts, I guess. So that's cool. You know, it helps fund the program a little bit. You know, not and, and it, I get it. it uh, sorry, I get it all year long where guys say, "Hey, where can I buy that shirt from?" And yeah. Unfortunately, team shirts are special shirts. Yeah. Well, so I mean, we did them. We did them for Daytona. We did it for Portugal. I'm sure we'll do them for Port uh, for Daytona again. And the reality yeah. is the money that we make from the sales of those shirts, I think Richard uses it basically to help cover the, the, the fuel costs to drive the semi to Daytona and back, you know. Yeah. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that effort is, and the World Superbike effort, really was more on Richard's program and not Yamaha's. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, those projects are, are like Richard's just for fun project, right? It, it, which is, sounds crazy because it's such an expense to do that so um going back to that he loves it and that's the reason why he does it i mean yeah. it's great and that's some of the reason why i like working with richard it's not just a business it's it's also his passion and uh yeah and a lot of people don't understand what it takes like when you say gas for the semi i mean it's a lot of money yeah, it's like dude. some people race program for the season to get to daytona and back for us yeah yeah <laughs> for just for funsies Right. Yeah, just fun. Yeah, just to be able to yeah. just be able to do. Yeah. And all those guys, all those guys out there that are that are in the top ten of, of Daytona. I mean, all those guys are putting in the same effort. Yeah. I mean, they're all working hard and, and spending the money to get out there. Well, you know what? Um, it's it's been a good chat. Well, what? Talk a little bit about your shop. Like, how? Like, I'll put it all in the in the description as well. But, like, yeah. uh, how do how does somebody get a hold of you, man? So the main thing is, uh, if you see me, uh, others is just through social media, through uh, Facebook and uh, and Instagram. Okay, uh, that's how most of the people get a hold of me. Uh, uh, obviously, I have a phone number, but uh, it's not displayed everywhere. And okay, I, uh, uh, mostly social media though. Do you have like a website or something? No website, just because uh, I'm not. So there's a couple of things. It's not a big of a business where I need to have like so many people yeah. coming into my. Yeah. I, I just got a question from Richard. I just, Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so before I, before you go, you got to tell me this. Um, Richard wants, and, and and this is because the skipper asked. So I mean, dude. Yeah, you, absolutely. You got to ask it, right? I'm so, all ears. Like he asked to ask you who your favorite crew guy is on the team. My favorite crew guy. I'd have to say Walker. Why is Walker your favorite crew guy? Because Walker is the guy who sacrifice. Remember where I said is sacrifice your own well-being or your own body. Yeah. He will sacrifice his body to make the team better. Wow. 
He will sacrifice everything to go better for the team. Not just for him, for the team. Yeah. And, and that's something that you don't find every day. You don't see that in people. And when you, you look into Walker's eyes, he's got that. He's got that. Dude, look he's that got that, that, that thousand yard stare. <laughs> like he's seen yeah. some shit, right? Like there's no one on the team other than Richard. I mean, Richard is the guy, but I, talking about crew guys. Yeah. Uh, that are willing to do that type of effort. Right on, man. Well, well great shot, buddy. And, yeah, uh, was, and, and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll put a link to your uh, Instagram page and stuff. If you have a website or whatever, I'll, I'll get it from you after the show. Okay. And I'll put that in the description in case a club racer from out west wants to go talk to the Bearded Wonder. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. When I was at Chuckawalla, I had some guy walk up and goes, hey, don't I, aren't you on the attack team? I'm like, dang, you recognize me. <laughs> Cool. How, 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 how'd you recognize me? Could it be the fucking beard and mustache? <laughs> I don't know. Could it be? Like how many how many dudes look like that? Like with the right? Yeah, that's my thing. It's my thing. I gotta have it. Right on, man. Well, All right. good times, buddy. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Do I gotta sign off? No, I'm gonna do that myself. All right. <laughs> All right.